Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts. Eagles are at the podium, and we have it covered here thanks to the fine folk at Bleeding Green Nation and SB Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist, and today we present to you Doug Peterson sitting down with the media to talk about how the offseason is going for the Eagles. One interesting note that he mentioned that we'll touch on here, and it's something that we also touched on on the most recent Kist and Solak, is the changes incoming for the Eagles' offense. As surely you know by now, the Eagles have restructured their coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball by promoting Preston. Taylor to passing game coordinator. They also brought in Rich Scangarello, former defensive Broncos offensive coordinator, who spent time with Kyle Shanahan as the quarterback's coach for the 49ers and was with Shanahan in Atlanta as the offensive control coach. The other addition, of course, was Mississippi State passing game coordinator and quarterback's coach Andrew Briner. But the Scangarello addition is what has people talking right now due to the link with Shanahan, and the Eagles are reportedly interested in borrowing some of the ideas from that offense, which has created a bit of speculation in terms of what exactly that means. And Peterson touched on it during this talk that you're going to hear, saying that it won't be obvious in terms of the changes to the offense, but more subtle. And he mentioned protections, play action, and screens. The part about screens had me interested as this morning before the presser, I was watching some 49ers offensive film and I was keyed in on what they were doing with Debo Samuel. And I had these clips up on Twitter, but the 49ers really found creative ways to get the ball in his hands on manufactured touches. And the analytics for Jimmy G showed that the 49ers were really able to help him out and boost his production. Jimmy G had the third highest percent of his yards come from yards after the catch. And according to PFF, that's likely due to the high frequency of no read or schemed passes like screens. In fact, Jimmy G had the second highest frequency in the league in terms of no read and scheme passes. Those are those manufactured touches. And that's something that should interest the Eagles, whose screen game could get a bit stale at times last year. They also really didn't have the horses to do it. But entering this year, you figure guys that should be able to do some damage after the catch include guys like Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, and the new addition, of course, the rookie Jalen Rager. So I do expect to see some more creative screen and manufactured touches in their offense. And that change should be beneficial to somebody like Rager who can get fed the ball in games while the rest of his overall game comes along, not unlike Debo Samuel was last year as a rookie. And hopefully that means that the Eagles can improve upon their after-catch production from last year. As Mark Schofield pointed out on the touchdown wire today, they ranked 28th in the league in yak average. 
Benjamin Solak is also hard at work for a piece where he tries to discover other areas where the Eagles can borrow from the Shanahan playbook while still keeping the fundamental principles of their offense. So keep an eye out for that on BleedingGreenNation.com. And of course, the next time me and Ben speak, we'll go through what each of us found and try to figure out what exactly that means for the offense for the Eagles. All right. Just wanted to touch on that as we try to figure it all out. Let's hear from the man himself, Doug Peterson, as he spoke with the media. Hey, Paul. Uh, when we talked to you after the draft, you acknowledged uh, that the limited offseason and the on-the-grass time that you're going to potentially have is, is could could impede the development of the, the rookie class this year. How big of a challenge is that going to be for you? And is 2011 a good comp for – for what this is going to be like for the rookies as far as limited uh, learning time? Yeah, I think, I think 2011 is a good comp, um, you know, to where we are, you know, for the young players, you know, obviously this would be the time of year where, you know, we're in the middle of phase two, kind of preparing for phase three, the OTA aspect of uh, our off season, you know, we, we'd be in the building um, a lot of meeting time, a lot of extra meeting time with our rookies, uh, trying to get them caught up with, uh, with our playbook and, um, so it's, you know, we're, we're making do obviously with, with the, with the virtual setup. Um, and, and, you know, the coaches have done a great job of, of meeting and preparing and, and getting the guys, uh, as close to ready as possible. But we do need, we do need the, the grass time, obviously, to, uh, uh, see what these guys can do and, um, you know, see what they have taken away from the off season from a mental standpoint. Hey, we'll go Nick and then Howard Eskin. Uh, Doug, hi. Uh, just continuing with that, I mean, how much do you can you tell uh, from the uh, classroom settings, the virtual stuff that you've been doing, you know, from the rookies? How much can you tell about, you know, from that if they're ready to hit the field, and yeah. um, you have a pretty good sense when you finally get out there. You think? Yeah, you know, um, Nick, that's that's probably the hardest thing is just getting a gauge of, of where the guys are. Obviously. You know, as coaches, we ask we ask a ton of questions back to them. How much how much have they uh, regurgitated? How much have they understood what we've put in? And it's a you know it's a, it's a time where we can kind of slow things down just a little bit so they do understand. Um, and and yet it's it's probably the you know the one thing that if we don't ask enough questions, um, it's hard to get a gauge. Um, so that's that's probably the the biggest challenge moving forward. But uh, I would say that, that for the most part, the meetings that I've attended and been in, the guys have really understood um, that they are taking really good notes. You, you can, you know, you can see them, obviously, through our uh, Microsoft Teams platform that we're using. And, you know, we just can't wait to get them on the grass. Hey, Howard, and then Dave Zingaro. Doug, uh, when you look at beyond the rookies, what is it, how much time, two-part question here, how much time is going to take for you to be ready to start a football season, grass time. And then the second part, I heard the uh, president of West Virginia talking about college football starting about the same time. And he feels it's uh, it's going to be reality that somebody's going to get sick, but they should continue to go on. Your feelings on getting ready and what happens if somebody gets sick, and especially if it's your quarterback. Yeah, to answer the first part of your question, I do think because we've missed the entire offseason, um, it's going to take all of the six week, you know, five to six weeks that we have of training camp to be prepared for a, for a regular season. I, I think that you have to, you know, that's part of training camp is, is 
conditioning the mind, conditioning the body for the physical aspect of the game. You know, in the, in the spring and summer, it's about the mental side and then just your physical conditioning uh, from workouts and running and things of that nature. So I, I do think that a full, uh, a full training camp, you know, moving forward would, you know, would it prepare you, um, you know, because I do think you can get enough contact in. I think you can get enough uh, padded practices in and you'd have to maximize those. But at the same time, you'd have to be smart, you know, to get your guys ready and prepared, you know, for that for that that opening uh, opening weekend. You know, the second aspect of it, um, you know, I, I think it, it would be unfortunate, obviously, if, uh, you know, if someone were to come down sick. But I think I think moving forward, the 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 all the precautions, all the necessary testing, all the, you know, medical data that we have now in, in, in front of us, I think from a medical standpoint, we would be able to, to handle um, someone if they were to come down ill uh, at that time. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a, a hypothetical question that's, that's somewhat hard to answer, um, but because so many guys would be, so many players, so many coaches, you know, uh, your organization would be uh, – you know, possibly affected. So it's, it'd be unfortunate if something like that did happen. Okay. We'll go Dave and then Jeff McLean. Hey Doug. Um, you have so many new offensive coaches this season and you have some new offensive players. How different is the offense going to look this year? And can you tell already, even without being on the field? Yeah, Dave, you know, one of the things that, um, before we were able to, to break and before the, you know, we had to shut our building as an offensive and defensive staff, we were able to meet quite a bit, even with the new with the new coaches, and, and get a sense, get a feel uh, for you know offensively with Rich and Aaron, and uh, in particular, um, and and really now during these virtual meetings, you you see the dialogue that say Carson and Rich have, uh, Rich and Press have, myself and Rich and Press, you know, from a, a passing game side, even even Andrew Briner, uh, who who's new to the staff, and and seeing his input. Um, and the, the dialogue, even with, with the players now, with the quarterbacks, with Nate and Carson and, um, these guys has been, has been fun to kind of go through and, and to see the conversation evolve and, and how, how detailed the conversations are and what, what Rich has been able to bring to us as a staff, what he's been able to bring, you know, to, to the players and, and, you know, it's, I think, and I, I answered this question the other day. Uh, from a schematical standpoint, you know, I, I don't think from the naked eye you're going to see a ton of, you know, like different concepts, different ideas, different things, you know, from the naked eye. What you're going to see from our standpoint is is subtleties within, you know, what we do as an offense, protections, um, the play action game, screens, even even the run game. Um, but those are all those are all things that you know, we're going to work on in training camp, but, but I think overall, you're not going to see big wholesale uh, changes. We, we didn't overhaul the entire offense. And keep in mind, this offense won a world championship a couple seasons ago. So we're just, we're just finding ways to make it better at this time. Uh, Jeff and then Ruben Frank. Uh, Doug, uh, there's obviously a lot of uncertainty at the wide receiver position. You have two veterans coming off injury and then a lot of new faces and, and even JJ is certainly still a new guy. What have you seen out of Aaron Moorhead in terms of uh, I don't know, have you been able to watch into his meetings and what have you seen and what you know what is he bringing that's different than what you've previously had at that position at that you know that coaching position? Yeah, you know, one, Jeff, um, 
I think it's it's hard. It's it. I can't put those two together. I can't put what we've done in the past and what Aaron is doing now in the same in the same bucket. It's just not. It's just not the same because we don't have the grass time. So I, I can't really see him coaching on the grass. I can't see him putting the players through, you know, drill work. I mean, yeah, during the interview process, I was able to watch him, you know, instruct me on on his drills and things like that. But um, so it's, it's it's hard to kind of answer that that part of the question. But from the mental side of it, what he has taken from our meetings as a staff uh, to the players and to see the players, especially these young players, grasp a hold of the information uh, has been very positive and very, um, uh, very, very good for me as a coach to know that the information is being transferred uh, with one voice. And, and that's, that's something that's very important that as we communicate, you know, with, with the offensive line, with the running backs, with tight ends, receivers, quarterbacks, whatever, that, that we're speaking the same language. So, um, you know, one of the things that, that I've I've required my staff to do is at, at, at the end of every week, uh, email me or text me uh, a one-liner on on how the players are doing, how they're how they're under how are they understanding the information being taught, and I think it's a great gauge uh, as to um, you know how how Aaron is doing and and uh, he's doing a, he's doing a great job right now because the guys are retaining, uh, they're regurgitating the information and and spitting it back to him. Uh, with uh, with confidence and with ease. Ruben and then Bo Wolf. Hey Doug, how are you? Um, Good, Ruben. All as well. Um, hey, there's been a lot of a lot of reports about Jason Peters and uh, and Andre Dillard and everything. Uh, where are you right now with Andre? And what's going to kind of determine how you move forward with Jason, who's obviously still uh, unsigned? Yeah, well, with, with Jason Peters, listen, um, you know, we we we've always said that we'd stay in touch with him. Uh, during the off season and we have, um, you know, Jason Peters is a, is a tremendous, not only a football player, but he's a tremendous Philadelphia Eagle. And I got a lot of respect for a guy like Jason Peters to play that left tackle position for so many years at a high level. Um, and so I have a lot of respect for, for his game and, and, and what he is, what he has accomplished in his career. But as we move forward, you know, uh, Andre Dillard was, was the player that we drafted to, to, to be that, be that be that you know left tackle for us and you know Andre played last year I think kind of propels him um, into this off season where where he's he, he's taken um, he, he's taking command of 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 that of that role and and we have a ton of confidence I have a ton of confidence in uh, in, in Andre Dillard and, and playing the left tackle spot and you know the one thing I think that when you look at this is why we drafted Andre Dillard. You look at his skill set and what he brings to our offense and what he brings to the Philadelphia Eagles. It fits it fits right in line with with everything that, that Coach Stout talks about, teaches, preaches about, and what we are as an offense. And and you know, we know that that he and, and he understands that, yeah, strength is a big part of playing offensive line, but that's something that can be that can be um you know, worked on in the off season. And that's, that's what he's doing right now. But, but moving forward, I got a ton of confidence in Andre. I look forward to getting him back and, 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 you know, getting him in the, getting him, you know, in the huddle on the grass. Uh, our quarterback has a ton of confidence in him and, and that's how we're, that's how we're proceeding moving forward. Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. 
Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, we'll go uh, Bo and then Tim McManus. Hey, Doug, um, sort of along the lines of, of, you know, trusting Andre to get stronger in the offseason. Uh, what is the message to the players when they're not in the building in terms of, uh, you know, is there a different level of trust that you need to have that they are working? And, and what's the, the message in terms of um, trying to stay ready for whenever it is that things can open up? Yeah, uh, Bo, that's that's you hit the you hit the nail on the head when you said the word trust. Um, that's been my messaging throughout the, the entire offseason program. And. You know, that was a word that, that I actually, when I thought about where we were as a football team coming off of last season, really the last two seasons, um, you know, we needed, we needed, we needed to trust. And then we, then we hit the pandemic and now more than ever, we need to trust, we need to trust each other. Um, and I have to trust the players that they're doing everything in their power to get themselves physically ready. Cause when we, you know, when we do get back in the bill, whenever that is, uh, if it's if it's the mid to end of July, you know our guys and, and the messaging is they they need to be in the best shape of their lives and they've embraced that the players have embraced that and you know I've had a chance to talk to several of them especially to some of the veteran players and, and their leadership and um, they they've embraced the fact that they know that it's 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 go time you know it's time that they have to you know they have to trust each other they got to trust their their off season program. Some guys are limited in, in what they have available to them to, to work out. Um, some guys have home gyms. Some guys don't. But whatever they have available, they need they need to do and, and, and get themselves in the best shape possible. So, you know, you mentioned trust. That's what we're at. That's what we're that's what we're doing right now is trusting each other that through this process uh, will be a you know I'm not saying we're going to be a well oiled machine you know in, in July, but uh, the guys should be uh, in pretty good shape. Uh, when, when we do get a chance to, to have them back in the building. 
Is is there a way to like check on a guy's progress physically? I mean, like with the playbook, you can sort of check in and see what they've learned. Is there a way at all to see how guys are progressing with their bodies? You know, it's just something that that through you know through a camera um, and through a Microsoft Teams meeting, just just to see them see them progress, see them work out. That's part of the virtual workouts. That's why we did the virtual workouts this way, so our our strength staff can can focus on spending spending quality time with these players is is there a measurement that 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 we can use i mean again we just have to trust the fact that these guys are doing everything in their power to to be in in top shape um you know we we can't fly to them we can't uh go go see them work out whatever we can't we can't do any of that um and so we're just we're just asking that they you know they they take this they take this serious this is their job and and uh, we've we've got to trust that as uh, as coaches. Him and then Zach. Hey, uh, what are some of the protocols being discussed for when things are opened back up in terms of testing, uh, spacing, way of keeping guys safe? I mean, what's that going to look like uh, from what you've been told so far? Uh, Tim, that's a great question. Those, those are all things that Dr. Arshtonota and, and his medical team, our trainers, are in in the in the process of discussing right now what what is that going to look like I, I don't have a definite answer for you at this time i, I wish i did um you know it's something that uh, uh i think when when dr arsh uh has has more information um maybe when there's more testing available uh what I, just uh, his plan I, I i lean on i lean on uh because because he's he's in the know um you know he understands you know this virus, this pandemic, and and, and what it what it can uh, what it can do to the to the human body. So um, at this point, I don't I don't have a definite answer for you. We'll go Zach, and then Les Bowen. Hey Doug, as 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 much as you can share, what has has the logistics of the offseason been like in in terms of the schedule of of the players, the the schedule for you, and the schedule with the coaching staff? Yeah, um, Zach. Good question. Um, get this quite a bit with, with where we are. You know, we, we started the off-season program back April 27th, and, and we started with virtual uh, virtual workouts with our veteran players. And, and again, understand it's a, it's a voluntary off-season program, but but we had uh, we had just about on that first on that well on the first phone call message we had everybody involved, and, and we've continued to have everybody involved and. Um, that's exciting because guys are guys are taking this thing serious, and then we've only had uh, a week with our rookies. We began last Monday, May 11th, you know, with our rookie program, and and so now we're basically into our second full week uh, of the entire uh, you know football team, and, and it basically boils down to, to virtual workouts and virtual meetings. Um, we're we're still in a phase where we're going to continue with our virtual workouts. And then our, our coaches, uh, along alongside of that, work work with the players with the, with their virtual meetings, special teams. You know, Coach Fip is is uh, meeting with the veterans. He's also meeting with the rookies. Same with the position coaches. They're meeting with their veteran players, and then they're meeting with their rookies. So um, that's that's just the nature of, wh- of where we are right now, and, and what we're doing, and we're to continue this uh, till the end of the off season program. Hey, Les, and then John Clark. Hey, Doug. I. Are you confident that you'll be on the field in late July? And how much does this play into the Dillard situation, for example? 
you do need to get him on the field to really feel comfortable with him starting at left tackle, right? And if you're delayed, would that make the equation more like, gee, maybe we should talk some more to Jason Peters? Yeah, Les, you know, I think um, I'm preparing as if we're going to, you know, we're going to be back in our building by training camp. Uh, nothing is definite. Nothing is, uh, you know, been said, obviously. So I'm, but I'm preparing that way uh, to, to be back in the building. Uh, hopefully in mid July, so we can we can be on the grass. That's that's my that's my preparation. That's my mindset right now, uh, as I prepare for training camp. And you know that's that's one of the things we get we get these guys back. It's it's got to be full steam ahead. We got to get you know not only just Andre but but all of our players you know uh, that are that are in starting roles. We got to get them. We got to get them caught up to speed. And 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 we've got to we've got to we've got to test them early. We've got to put them through. I've got to put them. You know, I've got to set up tough practices in training camp. I've got to set up, you know, opportunities for them to be uh, successful, but yet uh, work through maybe some failure early in camp. And, and that's just part of the learning curve. And um, even even with a guy like Andre, a young player, you know, one of the things that, you know, you go back and, and he, he had a chance to play in, in, in a few games this past year. And, you know, he played well. wasn't wasn't perfect, but he played well. And, and that's something that, that his coaches – you know, we we continue to, to grasp a hold of, and uh, you know he he'll have confidence going into training camp. But I think with any player, uh, if if more time is missed, you know, yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be you know probably slight setbacks. You're gonna be slower than than you would be under normal uh, ideal situations. We've got time for two more, so we'll go John Clark and then John McMullen. Hey, Doug. Uh... By the way, those Super Bowl trophies nicely strategically placed there uh, in your shot. Uh, so with the backup quarterback position, with this uncertain offseason, do you anticipate Nate still being the backup quarterback on game days? And how is Jalen Hurts picking up things? Yeah, you know, John, it's, you know, I, I, I having having played in this league for, for so long and, and, and seeing, you know, this pandemic and, and thinking back to, you know, when we, we came out of the lockout year, I think I think early on in this season, this becomes a, a veteran-laden, uh, you know, football season. Football teams are going to have to rely on their veteran players. And, and Nate is one of those guys for us. He's, he's been on our roster now the last couple of seasons. And, and you know, he knows exactly what we're doing. And, and I have a, a ton of confidence in, in Nate to, you know, to, to, to become, you know, the, the, the backup quarterback. Nothing, nothing is ever handed to anybody. And, and we always try to create, I always try to create competition in every, every position and, and quarterback, as you guys know, is not exempt from that. So, you know, but I fully expect Nate to, to come in and, and be aggressive and, and do the things that he's capable of doing and, um, you know, become, become the backup to Carson. And then, and then in, with Jalen, Jalen's about right now, just, just learning and picking up our system. And, and, you know, he's another one, another young player that, that we drafted who, you know, uh, there's a lot to learn from the quarterback position. So, you know, are we going to take it, you know, a little bit slower maybe with him until he, until he, you know, grasps the offense? You, you might have to. So, you know, but there, there's always what – what I like about it is always the unknown. And, and the unknown um, is how well a guy, I think, can, can progress. And then, and then once we get him uh, on the grass – uh, put them through, put them through the drills, put them through practices, and then we see exactly uh, what these guys are all about. But you know, right now, Jalen Jalen's doing an outstanding job of picking up the offense, 
uh, spitting it back, you know, to press um, and understanding what we're trying to get done. And, and you know, we, we, we go that route with, with him right now at this time. Okay, go ahead, John McMullen. Hey, Doug, uh, just curious, now that you talked about the virtual process, and this is obviously the first time for it, there have been different approaches. Sean Payton told the guys to show up for training camp, and some people are doing virtual meetings but not virtual workouts. How did you come up with your process, and now that you've been into it for a couple of weeks, how do you think it's working for you? Yeah, um, that's a really good question because, you know, it's something that uh, – you know, I definitely had time to think about the off season. Uh, you know, when, when we had to leave our building, you know, around March 13th, March 14th at that time. And, um, it gave me time to prepare and time to think about how, how I wanted to handle the off season. And, you know, I, I just felt like with so many, uh, new staff members, you know, uh, even Ted Rath being, being new to the, new to the team, new to the, 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 the sports performance, you know, department, that, that I wanted our guys to be exposed uh, as as much as I could to the, to, to, to him and, and our strength conditioning staff and and so you know I basically wanted to put our guys in an off-season program um, I wanted them to work out I wanted I wanted to do meetings um, I, I just don't I just didn't feel and this is my listen this is my own my own belief um, that I just didn't want guys to be idle. And, and I think when you become idle, uh, you get a little bit, you know, uh, it, it becomes a challenge. And so this way, it gets the guys up, it gets the guys moving, it gets the guys thinking about football. And is it right? I don't know. You know, I mean, you know, we, we still don't know if, if training camp is going to start on time or not. But but at the same time, I do know that, that at least we're getting some football done and, and uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully we'll be better off for it. Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.